Booze Hound Entertainment presents Scenes from the Attic. The Attic, Keeper of the Gruesome, the Horrifying, and the Shocking. Here in the dark place leering over a typical neighborhood street is where the Phantasma lives. The Attic is where you experience disturbing scenes shared by haunted minds and morbid souls. Tonight, in this episode of Scenes from the Attic, we travel to Flint, Michigan to explore what happens when the mind sees and hears things it shouldn't. It's all my fault. And there goes Charlotte and her catch for the night. See, Charlotte likes to go to bars and, you know, pick up one or two guys for the night. A lot of people around here say that she's nothing but a harlot, but, you know, I think she's just lonely and, and horny, obviously. But uh, where was I? Oh, yeah, right. I haven't slept in weeks, and, uh, well, maybe that's not the complete truth. I'm sure I've had a wink here and a nod there, but you see, it's impossible to sleep when the floorboards won't shut up. It all started about a month or so ago when James moved in. From the minute I laid eyes on the man, I didn't like the looks of him. His room is two doors down from mine, and my suspicions about him are confirmed each night when James walks down the hall past my room to his. The floorboards tell me everything I need to know about James, and trust me when I tell you, they tell me nothing good. And there's Charlotte at it again. See, lonely and horny. The floorboards never lie. It's distracting, isn't it? Come on, Charlotte, quiet down, will ya? <laughs> yes, yes, that's that's much better. Now, what the hell was I saying? I know who was walking down the hall past my room by the sounds the floorboards make as they take each step. Not including Martha, the landlady. There's only six of us living in this boarding house. None of us have had easy lives, which is really why we're all here. Um, Let's see, there's Charlotte. I think you know all you need to know about her, except to say she married young and her husband died suddenly and very violently. And of course, there's James, my nemesis. In the biggest room, there lives Eddie. He's got long hair and carries a switchblade on his hip. He looks evil and dangerous, but... It's really just an act. He's harmless. Let's see. Um, Oh, yeah, yeah, there's there's Joe. Joe's wife kicked him out for cheating on her with his cousin. His cousin. Can you believe that? His cousin. And we have my favorite, Katie. Uh, She has no idea what her effect on men is. There's an innocent but seductive quality about her. You want to both protect her and slam her up against the wall, pushing her dress up all at the same time. Man, 
what I wouldn't do for a chance at her. You know, a few nights back, we actually did share a nice late dinner together. And I think the wine I stole from the landlady's stash made her share some secrets about her past life, which the floorboards confirmed. I'm sorry to say that her story isn't a happy one, though. And, you know, that night, I vowed to always be her champion. And finally, there's Dave. He keeps to himself mostly. Uh, Nobody knows anything about him except me. Dave killed his best friend. And no, in case you were wondering, he didn't catch him fucking his wife or anything like that. He, uh, his friend Steve took the last beer and Dave just snapped and beat him to death with his bare hands. You know, we all have our checkered pasts and skeletons in our closets. I mean, not one of us is perfect. And I bet even you, even you have dark secrets hidden away somewhere. But you see, James is different. He's not like the rest of us. That smug look on his face all the time, even now, even now as he lay at my feet in a pool of his own blood, he thinks he's better than any of us here. Every night, James in his goddamn heavy fucking boots would stomp down the hallway bending the floorboards beneath him without a thought of anyone but himself. And then he would pause at my door. I could almost see his mocking tone as his shadow leaked into my room from under the door. What a smug son of a bitch. It didn't help his case with me when I would see him and Katie whispering in the kitchen or see them glancing at each other across the dinner table. I even caught them coming out of the pantry together one time, both slightly out of breath. She was blushing, and he just looked at me with that fucking smug look on his face before taking a sip of his beer. As the nights grew longer, with my eyes forever open to that cracked ceiling above, my ears picked up everything the floorboards confide in me. Things were heating up between James and Katie. And I had to stop this before any harm came to her. On the stairs, I confronted Katie about her relationship with James. She insisted that there was nothing between them and that they weren't even friends. She confided in me that she found him repulsive and any interaction between them was just her being polite. She was very convincing, but the floorboards told me otherwise every time she crept past my room on her way to see him. Each creak of the floorboard told me explicitly what had to be done and how it must be done. Even though I vowed to protect Katie, I couldn't imagine doing the heinous things the floorboards told me to do. But I knew who could. Dave. It was easy to convince Dave to kill James. For days I'd been stealing his beer. He would buy more, only for me to turn around and drink it. I saw clear as day Dave's instability was starting to take control. Well, tonight, as Dave and I walked in unison down the hall, the floorboards whispered that it was time. I invited him in and revealed James was the one stealing his beer and that he needed to be stopped. Dave's anger consumed the room like I knew it would, and I had every confidence Dave would do what needed doing as the darkness settled in. 
A 12-pack of crushed beer cans, highlighted by the street lamp outside, lay on the rug next to my bed before the sounds of James' boots came marching down the hallway. Like always, the slimeball stopped at my door, but before he could meander off, Dave turned the brass doorknob revealing a backlit James and invited him inside. What's this about? he asked with that stupid fucking smug look on his face. After the door was closed with a click of the latch, Dave turned and with a right hook punched James right in the throat. I caught him before the thump of his limp body could hit the floor, alerting the other residents, and Dave then pulled out a steak knife and slowly and methodically slit James's throat. The way the serrated edges of the snake knife shredded his skin apart brought me so much joy. So much joy. I can't stop smiling watching the blood seep from his body, his head nearly decapitated from Dave's handiwork. That fucker definitely got what he deserved. I'm relieved the floorboards have quieted down and Katie is safe once more. I'm not sure where Dave went off to. I never saw him leave, but it's probably for the best. He's not well, you know. I knew this would happen again. They never should have let him out of the asylum. But fortunately for me, the floorboards will keep my secret. This has been Scenes from the Attic, produced by Booze Hound Entertainment. Visit WeAreBoozeHound.com for more shows and official merch. Follow We Are Booze Hound on Instagram and Twitter, and don't forget to subscribe wherever you listen to this podcast. Thank you for listening. Good night.